0: Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. I'm your host Sherry Hoyt. Joining me today is Anna Dopico, author of To Make Riders Faster: The Journey of Entrepreneurs Gerard Fruman and Phil White as they take a school project from a basement in Montreal, Canada, and develop it into one of the most respected cycling brands in the industry, Cervelo Cycles. Before we start, here's a little bit more about Anna. Anna Doppico never imagined herself as a writer, but felt compelled to write the story of Phil White and Gerard Fruman, co-founders of Cervelo Cycles. Married to Phil, she had an insider's view of their story from when Phil and Gerard first met to when they sold their company. Anna was not only Phil's wife, but a business person as well, with financing experience that proved useful after Phil and Gerard started their company. She provided a home for Cervelo in the early years became a business advisor to the company, and in later years went to work for the company. She spent three years writing the Cervello story and released the book in May 2018. For more information about Anna and her book, To Make Writers Faster, visit her website at tomakewritersfaster.com. Well, hi, Anna. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Thank you. Hello. So to get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book, To Make Writers Faster?
1: Yeah. Um, to Make Riders Faster is uh, a book about Phil and Gerard. Phil is actually my husband and uh, was my husband at the time that uh, he met Gerard at school. So it's a story about Phil and Gerard, engineering students who worked on a school bike project and then they turned it into a global leading brand in about less than 10 years.
0: Yeah, that that's an amazing story. And I was actually... Surprised to learn that you never imagined that you would write a book, and never imagined yourself an author. So, so what actually what did inspire you to write the book?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. I I never imagined myself as as a writer, um, but you know sometimes life brings you opportunities, and you just have to jump in, and that's exactly what happened. I worked for Cervello until the end of uh, two thousand twelve. And Phil and I were on a cycling trip uh, the earlier part of 2014. And I hadn't uh, taken on uh, employment since I left uh, the company in 2012. And um, on the cycling trip, we were with about 70 other fellow cyclists. And when they found out that we were with Strabello and Phil was one of the co-founders, they... Um, expressed great interest and enthusiasm, and they asked questions mm. on and off the bike all the time, breakfast, lunch, dinner. It was uh, amazing support. And uh, one day I was just sitting at the bar thinking, you know, what an amazing ride the whole Cervello story was. And uh, then I just put the feelings that I had towards this incredible journey and all the questions that people were asking while we were on the trip And the light bulb just came on, and I thought, well, there's got to be a story in this, Mm -hmm. and uh, I should write the book. And since I wasn't employed, I thought, well, maybe this is my next chapter in life, so I asked. Uh, Phil and Gerard because I wanted to be sure I had their support um, and then of course I wanted them as reviewers for the book as well Right. and uh, they both they both agreed they both supported and the more I thought about the idea the more compelled I was and I jumped both feet in <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, I guess you did it's a beautiful book I have to say oh thank you yeah The amount of work you put into it uh, is evident, and it just looks incredible. How long did it take to write, uh, put it all together, uh, start to finish? Yeah, so it took about
1: uh, three years in total. Mm. I spent the first year and a little bit interviewing both Phil and Gerard as well as employees, Mm -hmm. um, athletes, customers, um, other partners of the company, And um, as I interviewed, I wrote, and it was kind of an iterative process. So I would interview for for a bit, maybe a couple weeks, and then I would write. And this back and forth went on for a little over a year. Mm -hmm. And um, editing and uh, more interviewing happened for about another year. And then putting the book together took uh, probably another six months or so. And, yeah, it was almost to the date, three years later, that uh, I hit the print button. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> How did that feel?
1: Well, that, that was a little bit scary. Um, the first time I got pages of the book was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally had a chance to look at what the book was going to look like, the, the pictures uh, along with the text and the chapters and all the colors. Um, so that was really gratifying and really exciting. And I ran around, uh, you know, showing people, um, and I guess it was about, uh, almost close to two months after that, when I actually hit the print button and, um, you know, that was a bit scary because, you know, you're not, you're not sure if you made right decisions on, you know, the amount of run that you purchased, um whether or not the book was going to be accepted, all those, you know, questions run through your mind as you hit the printing button. But, right, you know, three years, three years of work, you made the investment. So, so there was no other option but to hit the printing button at that point.
0: <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious to find out what the guys think of the book, how it all turned out.
1: Oh, I think uh, Phil and Gerard are, are pretty pleased, and uh, they're pretty proud of the, uh, of the accomplishment. Um, they reviewed the book the whole way through the process, mm. and, and both uh, Phil and Gerard also had that same kind of initial feeling when they first saw the pages. When I brought them home, Phil was actually the first person that I shared the pages with for the first time, and uh, he just, well, we were actually sitting at the dining room table. I think this is a moment that will always be etched in my mind. Yeah. We were sitting in the in the uh, dining room table, and uh, you know, I gave him a package, and he said, "Oh, so so, what's this?" I said, "Those are the pages." (laughs) Oh, well, what are pages? I said, "Well, it's really a it's a draft of the book." He's like, "Oh, wow! Well, this is pretty exciting." And uh, as he looked through the pages, he didn't really say anything, and I could see see his expression. He was just totally captivated, and about halfway through, he looked at me and he said, wow, this is kind of impressive. <laughs> so that was an exciting moment for me. And um, yeah, I, I think both Gerard and uh, and Phil are pretty pleased with uh,
0: with the outcome. Yeah, that's, that's real exciting because it's kind of scary. I think it's even more scary probably to show it to someone that you're close to, you know, than it might have been yeah. to a stranger, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I figured if Phil had that kind of response, then it was, you know, going to be the same for, uh, for, for others that were interested in the book. Um, had he said, oh, this actually needs some more work, then, (laughs) then of (laughs) course I would have said, absolutely. (laughs) We'll do whatever you think it is we need to do.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) So what kind of reception have you received to your book so far?
1: Oh, it's been absolutely incredible. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. We had the track championships in uh, Milton, uh, just north of Toronto, a couple weekends ago. And um, I had some people uh, approach me that had purchased my book. Um, and I guess they recognized me from some of my uh, book signing events and um, perhaps uh, the picture on, on the website.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, they approached me and, uh, you know, they thanked me for writing the book. Mm. Um, and they said, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the story. It's, it's a uh, really inspirational and, um, it gave me that inside view of what, you know, everyone had to, to, to accomplish to get bikes out to market. And, mm. um, you know, they said, I have a, a renewed sense of perspective now that I understand all the work, sweat, tears, and blood that went into, uh, running a company. Right. right. And um, they also mentioned that, uh, you know, this is a Canadian story and um, you've actually just written a piece of Canadian history, which um, I hadn't really thought about what, as, as I went through the process, but there's truth to that. This is a Cain story and it's part of our history. So that's kind of special to me as well. Yeah. Um, I've had some people review the book and uh, the reviews are all coming in um with, uh, with a high recommended reading, uh, Doug Hull, who's one of uh, America's top innovation experts, he gave the book a uh, highly recommended. Um, he actually said that it's it's a book that's recommended for anyone that wants to do anything meaningful because the book is really about achieving excellence and uh, and what it takes to to not only achieve excellence but continuously delivering on excellence.
0: Yeah, that's what I took away most from it, was their drive for excellence. Whether they were going through good times or bad, uh, they pretty much seemed like they stayed consistent. You know, this is our focus, this is what needs to be done, and, and whatever needed to be done is, is what they did. I, I, I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They um, That's one of the things that I admire most about Phil and Girard is that, you know, they had a vision, and they stuck to it no matter whether things were going well or things were not going so well. They, uh, they were completely committed to their vision. And, uh, you know, I think it's uh, one of the key reasons why they were successful. Phil and I were just uh, actually at the Edwards School of Business, which is um, the business department of the University of uh, Saskatoon. And uh, we were actually both there giving a talk to um, the entrepreneurship class. Mm. And uh, one of the – Phil was talking about innovation. And, uh, you know, that was one of his key messages is, you know, you have to understand your why. And you you have to deliver on your purpose. And one of the things he said was, you know, if you tell me you don't like my bike and you're not interested, that, that's absolutely fine because – I want to capture the people that understand my why. Those are the people that that I want.
0: Mm. Um,
1: And that just speaks to the vision that they both had,
0: and they were willing to stick with it no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that's that's great business advice, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how are your marketing efforts coming along? That's always the fun part for authors when they finish their books. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, marketing has turned out to be
1: both fun and very difficult. It's fun from the perspective that I love doing the book signings. I love going out and public speaking. I love meeting people. Um, and, and it's just so great to hear other people's stories and, uh, why they like the book, how they're sharing it with others and, um, you know, why they love their bikes. They love sharing their cervello stories and it's so gratifying to hear. Yeah. Um, and it's so wonderful to be part of other people's lives. The flip side of that, though, is that it's really, marketing is difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, getting out there and making your voice heard is, uh, is, is difficult. And just because you've had, you know, 100 hits to your website that day doesn't necessarily mean anybody's going to purchase. Right. So it's, uh, the difficult part is, you know, making sure your voice is heard making sure that you're continuously marketing and determining what's working and what's not working and making sure that um, you continually strive to, you know, just help potential customers know what the book is about, how it will help them, and uh, make sure that, um, that you can continuously reach um, other potential customers. The book publishing business, is—it's uh, um, I find it's a tr- tricky business. Yeah. Um, And because I'm an outsider to the industry, it's uh, it it takes some time to learn and uh, takes some time to connect with uh, with people in the industry.
0: Yeah. And I think I mean, self-publishing has done a lot to get authors out there that we might never have heard from. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is hard. And the authors that take the time, that, that want to go the self-publishing route, and that take the time to learn all the ins and outs, uh, like you said, it's not easy. But, but if you do that, it, it's going to be a lot easier um, going forward. Mm-hmm. Now, it is a lot to learn at first. It It is an available channel now
1: to, uh, to people who want to, uh, you know, write books and no, needs to be
0: explored and, and it's an option and just like anything else you have to learn what's going to work for you. Yeah. Now if you had to do it over again, would you have done any part of your experience differently? Um, the writing process
1: for me went uh, really well. Um, I really enjoyed it. I found it very rewarding. I found, um, an editor that works really well with me. Um, that was actually a big challenge. It took me about six or seven months to find an editor to work with. Hmm. So I, I, knew that that was going to be a key success factor for me. So I, I, really wanted to find the right person. Um, and I think he really made the writing process for me a, a good and joyful process. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't think I would change anything differently about the writing process. Um in terms of what happened after were like the sales marketing distribution, I don't know that I would make any changes.
0: The good part of doing it the way you did it was you had control over the whole project. Yeah, yeah, absolutely
1: because uh, Cervello is is a brand, I had to make sure that I had control over the brand and Writing it myself and then uh, self-publishing was really the avenues that gave me that full control. Um, So I I don't know that I would necessarily change anything. I think everything went pretty well. I mean, the only thing is that I have a garage full of books right now, so the car has to stay out in the winter. Oh. So um, I don't, <laughs> which means I'm getting into a cold car, and I have to shovel off the snow, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, no. um, so. <laughs> yeah, that's so maybe fun. finding a. Yeah no, so maybe finding another another place to store the books, um, or uh, or having some kind of uh, print uh, print on demand. Um, uh, situation might have been might have been better, but uh, I think it all went really well, and uh, yeah, I don't think I would change anything.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. You mentioned going to book signings, and have you approached any bookstores, like indie or mainstream bookstores?
1: I I haven't. Um, the uh, my my first uh, my first avenue was uh, to approach retailers that uh, were Cervello dealers, mm. um, mostly because that would be my most engaged uh, uh, market. Right. I did uh, look into getting carried at uh, Indigo, which is the national chain in uh, Canada, but uh, they, I believe that they don't carry self-published authors. And then in terms of all the independent bookstores, they've showed interest, but of course, everything is on consignment. And then reconciling everything that's on consignment, and then constantly following up is um, is something that I just don't have the time and energy to do right right now. Right. Um, perhaps that'll perhaps that'll change in the future, but um, for right now, this this is what I'm pursuing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said earlier, whatever you have to do, whatever works for you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I know a percentage of the Net Proceeds support CAN Fund, and, and that is a nonprofit supporting Canadian athletes. Can you tell us a little bit about this venture? Yeah. So um,
1: we met uh, Jane uh, Ruth, who is the, uh, the owner, uh, probably about uh, nine years ago now through uh, Cervello. Uh, I, I can't actually remember how we met but um, I believe that she contacted Cervello for support of an auction she was doing to raise funding for Canadian athletes. And we really like Jane, we really like what, uh, what she was uh, doing for, uh, for Canadian athletes and we struck up a personal and a working relationship and uh, we've continued to support her throughout the years. Mm. So CanFund is, uh, one of the few organizations that actually contributes directly, um, to Canadian athletes. So there isn't a, um, an agency in between her and the Canadian athletes who, who take an overhead. So, and there's huge comfort in knowing that, uh, all of the funding goes directly to the Canadian athletes. And, um, uh, you know, I, I believe in giving to our athletes because a lot of them don't have the financial support to be able to uh, follow their dreams.
0: Yeah. It's well, it sounds like a pretty expensive profession for sure.
1: Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. They have to train, um, which pretty much takes their entire day. So if you need to consider earning a living while you're training, it's uh, it's quite a difficult task and then you know to consider all your equipment your coaching fees your traveling fees your your uh, entrance fees all of that really really adds up
0: oh yeah I can imagine so tell us a little bit about yourself what do you like to do in your free time
1: yeah so um I'm a little more of a runner than I am a cyclist Mm. um so I really enjoy running and uh A couple times a year, I'd like to go out and run a half somewhere where I wouldn't normally go to. This year, I actually went out to Halifax, out in the maritime uh, provinces of Canada. I've never been out east, so Mm -hmm. I thought, well, this is a really good opportunity to go see a part of Canada I wouldn't normally go to. Yeah. So um, I ran the Halifax Blue Nose, which was, it was really fun um everybody out in halifax came out and lined the streets of the route which was totally amazing i've never seen such a great reception yeah and very it's very very hilly oh. <laughs> it was one of the one of the more hillier uh, runs that i've done and then uh, next year i hope to go to uh, patagonia in uh, chile and run a half down there so oh wow that's uh Yes, that's going to be my big reward for uh, my, I guess, for whatever accomplishments uh, yeah. I finish with the book at that time. Yeah.
0: Oh. So running a half marathon doesn't sound like a reward to me. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we do a um, my husband and I the local turkey trot on Thanksgiving here, so that's five miles, and I earn my oh. Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, oh, awesome!
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, Phil and I run the uh, the Turkey Trot in Buffalo every year.
0: Oh, nice. Okay.
1: Yeah, we uh, we have some uh, really close friends in uh, in Buffalo, and uh, a whole gang of us go out and run the uh, the Turkey Trot. It's awesome.
0: Now, you're also busy managing a nonprofit called Endeavor Volunteer Consulting. Uh, what type of service does this organization provide?
1: <laughs> yes, Endeavor
0: uh, Volunteer Consulting is uh,
1: a Canadian charity which uh, offers uh, consulting to the smaller nonprofits that otherwise uh, wouldn't be able to um, uh, afford professional consulting services. And um, I got started with Endeavor probably five years ago now, as uh, as an engagement manager for a consulting team. Mm. And um, we were working on a marketing uh, consulting engagement. And at the end of that engagement, I decided to stay on with the organization. I really enjoyed um, the organization. The two founders were uh, university students that wanted to make a difference after they graduated, and they started Endeavour with uh, as a bootstrap nonprofit uh, yeah. company right out of school. Wow. And um, so after the consulting round, I was responsible for training and development and spent a few years doing that. And then um, one of the founders um, had to step away this year because she started a family and just found the uh, responsibilities uh, a bit overwhelming. So um, I stepped in for her and we have typically two consulting rounds, one in the fall and one in the spring. Mm. And we have probably about 10 to 12 um, uh, customers that, uh, that we'll provide consulting services to. And it's just been an awesome experience. Our customers are um, just very passionate, committed, and dedicated people who want to make a difference in the community. Mm-hmm. And um, they range everywhere from health services, uh, boys and girls camping, um, educational services, um, just a wide spectrum of, uh, of services. And um, we have like a high, uh, a 95 or 98% uh, satisfaction
0: uh, rating which is just incredible, and and I hope to be able to keep it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how does it work? What what's the process for obtaining these services?
1: Yeah, so we have um, we have an application process uh, for our clients. Uh, after the application process, there's um, a series of uh, of interviews, and then depending on uh, fit and readiness. Mm-hmm. Um, we we will determine um, anywhere from about four to six uh, clients that uh, that we can uh, engage with around. We'd like to do a greater number, but right now our capacity sits at about uh, uh, between serving four, four and six uh, clients around. Yeah. Where can people
0: learn more about this?
1: Yeah. Um, information and uh, applications are available on our website, which is uh, Endeavor Volunteer. Um, and it's
0: the .ca, okay. um, being a Canadian organization. Right. Okay, great. So, Anna, to wrap it up, I wanted to get your final thoughts on writing. Uh, what is the best advice you can give to aspiring authors based on your own writing journey? Yeah, I
1: think uh, what was key for me and uh, what all, what other authors um, shared with me as uh, as a key success factor was finding the right editor for you. Um, finding someone that understands what it is you want to accomplish and then helps uh, helps you to achieve that vision. And I think just enjoy it. You know, life uh, life is short, and uh, I think uh, everyone should pursue and, and live their dream if they can.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. I love it. Well, thank you, Anna, so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed getting to know you. Oh,
1: great. And thank you so much for the opportunity. And uh, I loved our chat today, Sherry.
0: To our listeners, thank you for joining me today on Inside Scoop Live for my interview with Anna Dopico, author of To Make Writers Faster. For more information about Anna and her book, visit her website at tomakewritersfaster.com. And be sure to check out our other interviews at insidescooplive.com.